Yeah. Keys to the city, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts, we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying, what we saying, prime information. Facts, topics, stipulations, first down, played it. Presenting topics for kind, easy to time, braided. Facts, keys to the city, we are locking the statements. And ladies and gentlemen, we are back from All Noise Radio. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. Man, you just think, just when you think, the NBA... Talked about it the other day on Tuesday. Just when you thought the NBA was kind of get silenced, silent down a little. Man, another bombshell announcement last night. I, I think it was like around nine, maybe nine o'clock ish that the breaking news, and I called you right away. Ladies and gentlemen, to all basketball fans and to fans that think the NBA is boring, this upcoming season is going to be like any other season in past the past 20 years like none, since I like s- none of these since I've been watching basketball I don't think I've been more excited for a season upcoming season the we, future no, we said that this, this year, off season to me is more about the future and what this future of the NBA is going to be like teams like the Atlanta Hawks teams like the New Orleans Pelicans even the OKC Thunder is going to be new. It's going to be brand new. A team that, I mean, we're so used to seeing Russell Westbrook on this team. Gone. All new faces. All new teams. The future is so bright. It's almost as bright as it is outside for the NBA. The future is going to be unreal. And if you're an NBA fan or you're a sports fan, then you got to be excited with the NBA. I know you're excited. I know I'm excited. I can't wait. I am excited. But, I, you know, I've been thinking about this. Do I like it? Do I like the player movement? Some people and may say no. It depends where, where your process of thinking comes from. Mm-hmm. Now, like me, if you're a Magic fan <laughs> and you had Shaq and Dwight Howard, you're like... And Penny Hardaway, Penny too. Hardaway, and those guys all left. It sucks. It does. It's unfortunate because you're a Magic fan... And you know an opportunity to get guys like doesn't happen that often. So having a superstar like Shaquille O'Neal or Dwight Howard and then for them to both leave crushes you as a fan. Well, and, and, that, and, that's, and that's what's great in the sense of baseball and football. You don't have that much player movement. But then I look at it from an overall standpoint. And I look at it from our side, Trev, as radio guys, podcast guys, guys that we enjoy in sports. I actually love it. I don't how, think – I don't not? think – any sport now, football is the most popular sport. Football NFL last year made fifteen billion dollars. Mm-hmm. The second most popular sport in America last year was NBA, and it's not even close. For money wise, they only made seven billion dollars. So they're making about half the amount of the NFL. But if you were right, if you were telling, if you were making a movie or a story or writing a book, the NBA is the best movie or book on the market. Their intrigue throughout this year is unbelievable. The storyline, the soap opera. Like you said, you said it perfectly. You think about the free agency. Free agency is almost better than the playoffs during the regular season. All the player movement, the excitement, the opportunity. I mean, if you're an Oklahoma City Thunder fan, you got to look back and say, man, the last 11 years have been great. We had opportunities to win championships. It never worked out. 
and now we're going to rebuild. And it's going to stink. It's going to hurt for a while because you've had three of the top five or six best players in the NBA the past 10 years. Kevin Durant is the top three player. James Harden is a top five player. Russell Westbrook has, has Ad, had as, triple doubles as for Ad, three consecutive years. As Adam Shine said, and I was listening to this, and he's 100% spot on, it may go down as the greatest what if in all of sports history. Think about that. That was there a- was there was three all stars. You can count Ibaka if you want, because he was going to he was an all star at the time, and he was looking like he was going to be one of those defensive, those dominant defenders in the game. You had four top, well three, top twenty five players. You could put Ibaka wherever. You, you, you had four players in that mix, and you were talking about four players that at one point were under twenty five and looking like going to be all superstars. That was a super team before a super team was even a thought process. Now we didn't realize those guys. You said to me just before we we're on the uh, show, you go. We didn't know James Harden was going to be that good. No, I did think James Harden. I didn't was think he'd be a top. I six I or did, seven player he, in the game, but he was he was a six man. He never really got his shot. I just didn't see him being a six. I I could have saw Westbrook and Durant becoming more I, stars. Listen, I never understood he, why he was si- coming off the bench, but I I understand it from a uh, a perspective. Something that the Lakers why was a, Manu Ginobili always coming off the bench? Why was Jamal Crawford? Well, because guys when, that are well, his, why is Lou because, Williams coming off the bench? Guys that were so talented because coming you off have the bench. to have somebody come off your that's what on I'm, your I'm, second that's team. What no, I'm tell, that's what I'm at, no, I'm I know. You. Just like what the Lakers are thinking about with Kuzma. Yeah, so I'm because talking, they kind of yeah. need some type of scoring. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, the the duos in the NBA, and we're not even talking about remember? it was Nick Collison, yeah. Serge Ibaka, could have been Durant at the three, Harden at the two, and Russell Westbrook at the one, and they had those three guys in consecutive years. The duos in the NBA, and we're not even talking about the current duos, the, not the new duos that just happened over overnight in the NBA. We're, we're talking about the the current ones. You had you have Embiid, and you have Embiid and Simmons. You have uh, Mike nope. Connolly and Donovan Mitchell. If you, Giannis and Middleton. Giannis and Middleton, if you want to do. Tatum and Kemba. Those are new ones. But Jimmy Butler, you were hoping maybe Miami would make the move. Well, hey, listen, Clay and, Clay and Curry. Clay and Curry. That's going to be there. Go down the list. You can name There's them about all. 10 or 12 dominant all-star duos that in, that in this current NBA L- landscape Willard right now. and McCollum. CJ McCollum. Jokic and Jamal Murray. That's another one. I mean, you're just you naming. Can, you're listen, just I can go about down. Fear. I can go. You're probably down naming about half of the teams in the NBA right now that have two, a superstar slash all star and a really good two or third option and, right there. And that really, that's what the NBA should. That's what we want, anyways. That's what we've wanted. We didn't want four all stars on a team. We wanted two with a bunch of great role players and maybe that third guy. Like, so you got, you got Anthony Davis. I'm gonna use the Lakers for example. You got Anthony Davis. And you got LeBron James. They're mm-hmm. superstars. Mm-hmm. But then you got that third guy, that reliable guy, that score, that that guy, like Kuzma. When I look at it, it's like Jordan Pippen. You got they're the two aces in the hole. And whoever the third guy, it could have been Tony Kukoc, could have been Dennis Rodman, whoever you wanted it to be. Could but you Steve ha- Kerr, could have been guys like that. They had they were so so much depth in the league. And that's what you're starting to see more it's with great. these teams too, though. Like the Lakers have Anthony Davis and they got LeBron, but they got depth. The Clippers have depth. These teams, the, and the Celtics, another team, the Nets, all these teams that got these superstar players now. And you could put you could put with the Rockets as well now. There's depth amongst these teams. So with Yes, be- they have two superstars, but they have the depth. So let's get into the trade last night. Can I... 
I know you're going to get into a trade, and, this, and I'm going to ask a question before you get into the trade. We did a show the other day. I believe it was Tuesday. Correct. And you know how I said about the Rockets. I put the Rockets somewhere in the top four, and you go, absolutely not. With this trade, do you now consider the Rockets one of the top three favorites in the West? Would you put them in the top four? This least? is the definitely the two of the greatest regular season players of all time. If we have an all-NBA season, all-NBA players with two of them, I wouldn't be surprised if both of them are on because those two players, we talk about... Most These effort. are the two players in the league that shoot the most. Every, no, not even that. Every year when it comes to postseason time, they are the greatest players in the regular season. But when it comes to postseason time, they go MIA. It, they go missing. Yes, in but action. that's also that's also because they play the hardest. They shoot the most. They've been. But one that's what I'm listen, saying. They been, use all the amount of energy in the you, in the game in you, the regular season. Do you realize? They're the two best assist men in the NBA the past three years. Mm -hmm. They've been one and two the last three years in shot attempts, assists, minutes. And what has that gotten them? Well, dude, listen. What has that gotten them? We've understand. Oh, hold on. It hasn't. What gotten, has that gotten them? It hasn't gotten them a championship, but it's gotten them an MVP. Each the of thing. them, which up is until fine. The, up until what Kawhi Leonard's done, and realistically, Kawhi Leonard has. Changed the entire landscape of the NBA. This whole I, NBA offseason. Everything. Man. Because when he decided to choose the Clippers, it threw it was a domino effect with everyone else. I know there was Anthony Davis's move, but it made the Paul George move happen. So then the Thunder realized, okay, we got to regroup. Then the Harden, then the Westbrook move went, and then all these other teams. Everyone else is trying to bid for this, and it was a change. Literally, what Kawhi did to not only load management that's going to play a major role going forward. See. Remember the thing we used to talk about and LeBron James was the front runner? He was taking games off, didn't want to play in back-to-back -back games. We used to watch Skip and Stephen A. Yeah, first take, and, they used to, yeah. and they used to go at it and they used to be like, Michael Jordan played in all 82 games. That's what real guys, that's what true, you know, true warriors, leaders, yeah. warriors are. You play in every game. You don't sit out. But what Kawhi Leonard just did proves that you need to. Because if you want to be James Harden and Russell Westbrook and you want to play 82 games, that's great. Which is and, 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 and we want that as fans because when I go pay $300 to go see James Harden in Houston, I expect him to be playing. I don't want him sitting on the bench. That's why I'm paying $300 to go see James Harden play. I'm not going to see the sixth man and the seventh man. I pay to see let James me, Harden. Let me ask you a question about this whole Westbrook thing. Why does he get such a bad rap in the NBA? And a guy like Chris Paul, who have you said uh, people have gone after him, but I don't see it not nearly as much as Russell Westbrook gets criticized throughout the league from players, from people in this field. He gets ripped apart, and it feels like to me that Chris Paul gets more of a pass than Russell Westbrook. It's a good question because what they, is, both, they what, both haven't won nothing. They have won what, nothing. Russell Westbrook, if anything, has more accolades. He'll go down as the second player only to ever average a triple-double in a season. He'll have an MVP. Chris Paul never had any of that. Did three he's got, anyway, he did a triple-double three years in a row. That's he's has. If you want to look up career-wise, Russell Westbrook may go down as having better stats than Chris Paul. But why does Chris Paul? Wasn't well, he yes, the same? He will, he'll easily go down. But why does Chris Paul get a pass? Wasn't he the same guy that was on a Clippers team that we all thought was so talented enough to win a title? And what happened? I know there was injuries. Unfortunate, but still, even when he was there, he underperformed, and that team underperformed. 
They let him go because there was always issues within the locker room, and Chris Paul was the main leader of that team. Why did he get dealt? Why do we never say anything about bad about Chris Paul? But we always want to rip Russ, Russell Westbrook. Oh, Paul George doesn't want to play with him. Oh, Kevin Durant doesn't want to play with him. Oh, all these guys, Victor Oladipo, look how much better they all are after the leave. But why does Chris Paul not get that kind of same reputation in the league? Oh, because he's the VP or he's the former player, president associate of the NBA Players Association, so he gets a pass? Oh, it's okay, Chris. You're good to us, so we like you. But Russell Westbrook, you're so mean, and you're so angry, and you always want to take But out. his teammates enjoy playing with Russell Westbrook. A lot of teammates— I mean, who would you rather play with? Kendrick Perkins, who would you rather Kendrick, play with? Per- Kendrick Perkins came on thing and said, a lot of people do not like Chris Paul uh, playing with him. Because of his um, attitude, he has a a bad attitude in a sense. If he doesn't, you could just see it on the court, bro. He doesn't accept blame, and he does, and he doesn't work well with others. How can you not want to play with a guy like Russell Westbrook? The guy gives it. So let's see. He Chris, gives it, so Chris Paul and Russell Westbrook are similar. They both have won nothing. Except they both except single. Except Russell, I'm yeah, talking individual. team. We're talking team. No. They haven't won anything. They haven't. No, won they haven't. I mean, Chris Paul probably had the best shot. That hit Thunder team, yes, they got to the finals, was too young. So you said Chris they, Paul. You meant Russell Westbrook. No, Russell, no, Chris Paul had a better shot. That Thunder team was too young, and LeBron was on a mission that year. Still, so, Chris, yeah, Chris Paul wasn't on the, the he Thunder. He was on the Clippers I'm talking about. Yeah, but you just they said Chris were, Paul had his best shot. And you said the he Thunder. had his best shot with the Clippers, and they blew it. They had a legitimate he got hurt. shot. Not all the time. He got hurt every year, and then Blake Griffin not got Not every that year. Team, not every year. Yeah, but they, one, but even, they always had to trade him. There was always an issue within the locker okay, Blake room. Griffin got, Blake Griffin got hurt. Chris Paul got hurt. I know. I'm not saying out. every year they did. I know. And they also blew a, what was it, a 3-1 lead. 3-1 right? lead to Houston. I'm sorry. You're supposed to. I, so did Golden State. But still, this team, they had a better shot. That OKC team that made it to the finals that year was probably more talented to that Heat, heat team. But they were still immature and too young so to you, handle the moment. So do you have the trade up in front of you? Yeah, the I'm looking trade? all the all the trades. That, so, I mean, I'm looking at what OKC has now. They have Chris Paul, Gallinari, Alexander, the point guard from the former Clipper, 2021, 2021, Houston. Do you really want me to go through all no, these? No, I just no. There's a, a, a I know. The, I just wanted you to talk about what Chris Paul and Russell Westbrook's trade. Pretty much the trade was yeah, it was they, two draft picks and Chris Paul for Russell Westbrook, and they swapped and swapped two other picks, and that was it. But so, and no, but that's so, okay. So here's my thing. I don't like the trade from the Oklahoma City Thunder standpoint. Well, if they get if they trade okay, Chris first Paul, of all, they're going to trade Chris Paul. Okay, he's okay, going to go. Okay, and he's not going to stay with OKC. I know that. So you picked up two first round picks in the future, which no one cares about 2025 and 2026. It's a waste. We don't even know what the NBA landscape is going to be like in seven years. It's this is not the NFL. I know LeBron James won't be. Playing. This is the, and here's the other thing. This is not the NFL. This is a water. You don't know where you're going to go. You have to be like the Pelicans and be luck and hit it. Hit it in the right year, the right time, and hit like on a Zion or LeBron James, like the Cleveland Cavaliers did. Mm-hmm. With that being said, I how could you not ask for some? How could you not ask for Eric Gordon? How could you not ask for someone else to make the trade? You're giving up now. The contracts. Contracts. Were, okay, so the Russell, con- the Chris Russell Paul- Westbrook had four years with 171, and Chris Paul had three years with about 117. Russell Westbrook's last year is going to be making 46 million dollars a year. So you literally the contracts were just a uh, were a slide with one extra year going to Russell Westbrook. But Russell Russell Westbrook is 30 years old. Chris Paul is 34 years old, 33, 34. So he'll be 37 time he ends. Chris Paul is no longer the player. He can he can't shoot no more. He can't. I watched him. He can barely get off the ground. 
I just I'm, he leans I, I back just, on every shot. I'm just he's not of, the same player. I'm just sick and tired of people always ripping Westbrook and saying, "Oh, he's garbage." The guy's had three triple doubles seasons. He's consecutive. A, he is a stat pattern. I know he's a stat pattern, but you know what? I'd rather play with Russell Westbrook than a Chris Paul. Chris Paul gets an easy pass and he gets the pat on the back, and everybody has no issue with him. But he's done nothing. This was a guy that we thought was going to go down as one of the top five or six greatest point guards of all time, maybe. And he's won nothing. He's done nothing. I know Westbrook. Yes, he has an MVP. He hasn't won a title. I think this could be a better fit for James Harden because they know one another. They get along very they well. They know one another. Question they for were you. great together. Que- question for you. We got into it a couple weeks ago, two weeks. Is Jason Tatum still the has the most pressure on him going forward now after knowing everything you know now? Or do you want to change, um, do you want to change your opinion on that? I still think Jason Tatum is one of the players in the league that face a lot of pressure going into the season. I'll come back on my statement about that. How about these the two play, guys? The, How about these two guys? Uh, without question, I Listen, think the, these are starting two guys, lineup might be the best starting lineup these, in the NBA. These, I don't know. Russell like at the one, Harden at the two, Eric Gordon with the three. You got Clint Capella and PJ Tucker. I like the Clippers. I don't. Of their defensive. At, Patrick Beverly knows how to guard Russell Westbrook. Yeah, he does. Kawhi can guard James Harden. We've seen it before, yep. or Paul George. Paul George can guard yep. whenever, either one, doesn't matter. You have two, three all-NBA defenders, and Montrez and um, Zubak as well. I mean, they have a very young, athletic, and a great defensive what team. What you like about that team is the defense, where Houston doesn't play defense. But I'll put it this way. Russell Westbrook and James Harden can pick your pocket if they want to, man. Those guys could, could easily like, lead the league in steals. Teams like... There's two teams. I'm, I'm glad the Magic didn't trade for Westbrook, even though I would have liked to have seen it, but I know it would have gave up a lot. No. And the Knicks. I'm glad the Knicks didn't. Make, Stuck with the youth the, movement. The, I'm glad the Knicks didn't throw in like a Kevin Knox or a Mitchell Robinson and throw a boatload of their draft picks and the young talent for one guy. I know it's good to have, and I was talking to Pete about it last night. Yeah, he puts it. Yeah, but they ain't getting any better with Russell Westbrook. No, because you're going to get the same thing It'll you got be great. in Oklahoma It'll, City It would be great to see a Russell Westbrook in the Knicks if they had players around them, but they don't. Have, they have young talent. You put them on the Knicks, ain't going to make no difference. I like that the Knicks They're, didn't do that too because exactly. they didn't – They didn't. okay. I'm oh disappointed. God. Just because everyone else made a move, I got to go make a move. I'm no, disappointed. You, you built through the youth movement, you built through the future, and you proved to all the other free agents and the, and the future guys that are going to be NBA stars mm-hmm. that, listen, we, got, we can build with youth, we're going to do it the right way, we're going to give our guys the opportunity, and we're going to show that our front, uh, front office and management can handle it and do it the right way like the Clippers can. I am disappointed that the Miami Heat, I'm surprised too, disappointed and surprised that the Miami Heat did not go after him. But I, they stayed too because they wanted. They didn't want to get package away Tyler Harrow. He's been great. I mean, he's been he's going to be the one of the he's going to be like a Devin Booker. I like him. I like him better in Houston. I'm, I'm I only, that's fine. No, and I like. Can you let me put it this way? I mean, no, in that's fine. In the Antonio system, he's probably the most gifted offensive minded coach in the game. Yeah, I mean, that, and, that and, was always that's but that's always been his strength, Ted. Since no, no, since I coaching, no, I, I, it's just it's always been the defensive problem. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch. I said um, on my buddy's Facebook page yesterday, you know, we're talking about the trade and everything. I said. He's, the NBA just got uh, even more intriguing. I said, well, of course it did. I said, it's been intriguing. But here's the thing. It's so front-loaded with the West. The West is so damn dominant. Mm-hmm. It's not even funny. I don't look at anyone in the East even close to anyone in the West. I joked with somebody. I said the Spurs would be a top-four seed in the East. I'm sorry, but I just don't I don't see a team like the Sixers. Okay, so the Sixers, I don't, see the team Sixers as- don't have a guy that can shoot uh, – 
Yeah, they're going to be when terrified say, to shoot give the three. Me the, give me the ball and make yeah. a shot. Who's that guy? It's not Tobias Harris. It would have been Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Okay? Ben Simmons can't shoot, and him and, and B clog up the lane. So you, and, and, the bu- and, and the Bucks. Okay, and the Bucks. It all depends on Giannis. Can Giannis develop a shot and be that playmaker that's really going to make the difference? Because I'm telling you that Malcolm Brogdon loss is going to be big. Yeah. I know they got the Ropez brothers. and they Meritage going away, too, is going to hurt them a while. That, and, that's going to hurt and them. And here's the thing. The Celtics, say what you want to say, without Kyrie and without Ho Horford, they're going to take a step back. Yeah, of course. Now, I heard teams. some rumors that they might go after Steven Adams if the Thunder go for a full rebuild. Now, well, he has that. a $25 million contract, uh, his yearly salary coming up this year. So that would be so, that would be something nice for the Celtics because they need a big guy inside, physical presence who can give them 15 to 20 points and can give them 10 to 15 rebounds a game. Now you're looking at okay, now you got Jalen Brown and Tatum and and Hayward. Look, all with these Stephen Adams and Kimball Walker. Now I put the Celtics as a top three team. Other than that, he's who else do you really consider? You know, you know what was, serious? Not the Pacers. It's funny. It, it, it's funny that. This is garbage. That, to, this see is garbage. That, to see all these great trades coming and all these player movements that's been happening in the past couple of weeks, it's back to the Eastern Conference. Being garbage again. Getting bad once again. You lose Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, it's a little more opened up now. Who's coming out of the East? But now it just shows that the West is back on top and it's all The West dominant is so in the West. Oh, there's, 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 oh, man. The Warriors might be a 7 seed next year. The Spurs might not make the playoffs. Let me ask you one more final question before we go to break. Dude, I wrote down the dynamic duos. I was going to ask. Go ahead. Oh, well, no, ask me the di- No, go ahead. Yeah, you did right. Well, I was just going to ask you. Your number one dynamic duo? If you had to rank the top three dynamic duos in basketball right now, because that's what we're seeing. We're still, seeing a duo. I, I would still put Clay and, and Curry as my number one because I know what they've done. I know what they've done. That's going to be your... No- okay. No, I, I, listen, I'm not I, saying I, they're going to be like... They're going to win listen, the West next year. I was going to back off. and Relax. But, no, but you were going to say, say that's, that's who you pick? Well, I asked you and that's what you said. So I got... Who are you going to pick? LeBron and Anthony Davis? Kawhi and... I'll put Kawhi and, and Paul George at two. And then Anthony Davis and LeBron at three. If that's what you want me to add. But the only reason why I say it is because Clay and Curry have been doing it since they since coming into the league together. They have that connection. It just sucks that Clay's going to be out for most of the year next year. But they have the most where, chemistry together. Where would you put Kyrie and Kevin Durant? Um, probably, that, probably four. Really? Yeah. I I think the two. I mean, Kawhi and Paul George. That's a better duo than Kevin Durant and Kyrie. I just wish, and Anthony Davis and LeBron. You're not going to tell me I that. Just, I wish a, some of these teams were in the East. I just I do, but it's no. It would have been a lot better. If Kevin Durant's injury, that is one of that will be yes. one of the big question marks going in the future of the NBA is that Achilles injury because if Kevin Durant doesn't get injured, that just opens up even more in the East, and it and it adds a little more appeal to the Eastern Conference side because now you have a dynamic duo with with Durant and Kyrie Irving and whoever comes out of the West. I bet you it might not happen during this offseason, but it'll happen probably during the season. I'd love, I bet you the um. The Wizards make a move. Washington. I'm surprised they haven't. I'm, su- I'm, surpri- I'm surprised. Bradley Beal and John Wall. That was one of the teams you thought would be. I'm surprised they haven't made a move yet, but two bad contracts. Maybe, maybe Bradley Beal will go down to Miami to play with Jimmy Butler. All I know is that would be a good team. Russell good Westbrook. Team. Eleven years strong. Like, Eleven years strong. Like never really wanted to leave, but he felt like it was time, and he agreed. Him and Presti came to an agreement, and you know what? Chris Paul. People got to stop giving him a pass. 
Got to stop giving him a pass. Before you go to break, I just No, want I want to ask you one more question. Okay, I'm still not done. Oh, okay. Two teams that traded two superstars this year. Which team, probably is maybe easy for you, but which team will benefit more in the future? The Pelicans or the Thunder from these trades? I'm going to say the Pelicans. Is it because of Zion? No. It has or nothing, the draft no, it had, no, or no, just it the draft or the Zion. players they got? It, it has nothing to do with Zion. It's because of the guys that they got for Lakers. Guys that I've already seen play. The the guys that the Thunder got, okay, they got Gallinari and they got the kid Alexander. Okay, that's nice. And they got some nice pieces there. You got Steven Adams. That um, They got the kid Schrader. Yeah. And they got a couple other nice pieces. But they really what their, their process was about draft picks. And there's so much unknown about their draft picks. And that's the question. We're talking about draft picks and – okay, that's their team. We're talking <laughs> about their draft picks in 2025 and 2026 and 2024. All right, Trev, that's five, six, seven – we don't know. I mean, the high school kids will be no, coming I out. Just, we just don't know. And at least I could say, I just figured. At least I, I could say, if I can get a healthy Lonzo Ball, if I can get a healthy Brandon Ingram, I got a Josh Hart, and of course, then I got Zion with the pick, and I got the fourth pick from the Lakers, which I end up flipping it and getting other pieces. That's why I like that so much more. So I think Joe's ready. Joe's ready. I think Joe's ready. All in all, I will. This I, this is what the argument I had with Joe though is. I said the NBA now is the best it's ever been, popularity and everything else. And Joe said no, he thinks the, the 70s and 80s were. And I said just because of now with T-Move and there's so much more popularity in players. Mm -hmm. but I had and, social me and social media. And I had this place. question. Dad, Uncle Jerry said the 70s was the best time for the NBA. Dad said the 80s. But dad, but well, they're, all, they're, they're also old-timers. But, but he said only the 80s were. I wasn't alive. Back in the, the 80s why, or 70s. And the reason why I say it's... I wasn't a thought. Okay, and here's the thing. The reason why I say it's better now is because we can name 10 to 12 teams that have a legitimate chance to win the championship. During the 80s, it was literally Lakers, Celtics, Lakers, Celtics, and no one else. Okay, the Sixers won one in 81 or 80, but realist and the, and the Pistons came late in the 80s. But there was no other teams. It was... <laughs> I think he can't, he can't wait anymore. No, you're wrong. <laughs> I'm not wrong. I, I'm not wrong. You're it, wrong. There's more teams now that the are better. There was the Pistons. The Joe, Pacers okay. were good. But in the 80s? There was plenty of good teams Joe, in the okay, 80s. Okay, first of all, the 90s were owned by the Bulls. And if Jordan didn't retire... Remember, this is our baseball guy. That's fine. This is our baseball guy. That's fine. This is the same guy that says Scottie Pippen's not a top 50 guy. I, we're not getting into no, that. We're not. We're not He's getting into not. this. That's fine. All in all, to close out the NBA, if you're not excited for the NBA season... Then, then shame on me. Then shame on you because it will be a very fun and intriguing who's your, season. Who's your NBA team? It so, would be the Knicks if I cared about the NBA, and I won't lie. Would you care if I they won't had? Lie certain when I say part of my disinterest in the NBA is that James Dolan sucks. Yes. Yes, I agree with him. I'm a I'm a Magic fan, and they're not very on TV no more. And I never see them, so it's just I just watch the NBA now just to watch the NBA. Did you become a uh, uh, an Orlando Magic fan when Shaq and Penny? Yeah, when I was a young kid. That's how oh. I that's how I grew up as an Orlando Magic. Shaq and Penny. I remember having the doll. Shaq had the what's going to be what's and go, Penny had the shoes me, with the little. Before I go, hold on. What's going to be the um the new nickname for uh, this duo in Houston? Brook Hard, Hard Brook, Fast and Furious, Fast and Furious. Hardbrook. I like that. Hardbrook? It's Hardbrook. Take a right at Hardbrook. Western. I love it. We're going to take a quick break, as you already can tell. <laughs> Joe Guy is here. Don't need any introduction. We'll talk about that. Severino, out for another six weeks. Time for the Yankees to pull the plug on him for the rest of the year. We'll talk about that all. And second half, MLB talk. We'll be right back. He's to the city. <laughs>
You want sports? We've got sports. Here on Keys to the City. Brought to you by All Noise Radio. Here's your host, Trevor and Ted. And ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Culver Crest Media presents the Keys Brothers, Keys to the City. And you already can see that Joe Aguirre's here as he was already talking some basketball. Nonsense over there. Now we got to talk to him about <laughs> baseball. This is our fun section. Did you, by the way, did you watch the Home and Derby? Um, I watched part of it. I heard part of it on the radio, and I got to tell you, I was really impressed. We because lost, I lost to Ted, Ted, Pete, uh, Pete Alonzo, and yeah. I picked Vlad. That was a good call. Vlad, I picked Vlad. Here's the crappy part. Vlad's on my fantasy team at 91 home runs. 91 home yeah, because I got to tell you, he's been pretty disappointing so far from yeah. a performance standpoint. Really cool. That seems like where he or his dad would have really excelled in just swinging big the swings for the fence. I love the home run derby. It was great. I thought it was unbelievable. The all-star the- game, it's going to happen. That's what happens every year with the all-star game. You expect to have a high-scoring game, and it's low-scoring. Pitching dominates, even though supposedly the balls are juiced. So that's why the, that's why the home run derby is more interesting what, than the all-star game. Were you impressed by Tanaka for the inning and Chapman coming in? One, two, three. That must have been a good feeling as a Yankee fan to see Tanaka, especially Tanaka, because he gets me nervous. Here's the thing about ta- Tanaka. Oh, no, I'm sharing. I'm Are you sharing this. Right I'm sharing this across the Maybe he's the writing mediums. his next blog because, guys, if you haven't checked it out, check out Joe's blog on the roll call. He just wrote one. I think one it's up. pretty obvious. Anybody that disagrees with it, I well, think, no, is well, I was not gonna, watching baseball. This yeah. Well, he wrote about Gary Sanchez and why he's the best catcher, and he, and he really. I think this year he, he has kind to of continue fortifies it. his point because he said it about a week or two ago, and people got mad because they didn't read the damn article. And then when they read, read it, <laughs> that's why I said if you don't read it, don't comment. Then he just then he said through the popular. Popularity, about 100 or so comments, people are like, oh, you're right. I saw I about mean, 350 I can, people liked it. Yeah. That's nice. It's getting a lot of traction. I got like eight groups with over 150 uh, likes good. and comments. That's awesome. So, so yeah, Joe, oh, yeah. Is, Joe has his weekly blog, whatever his... his whatever. Name. It's not whatever. Well, it's no, I was going to say whatever about... <laughs> Joe, explain it. Oh, so look, uh, you know, it's about Gary Sanchez and the fact that, look, he had a bad year last year. And I know people couldn't get off the 190 batting average and he's lazy. And, he was he doesn't with also, injury all last Look, year, he's too. a catcher. He squats most of the game. I don't think the Yankees care if he doesn't hustle out of the box. I'll take a 117-mile-an-hour laser beam into the left field seats. Here, you don't want a guy who's stretching the groin all day to, to, to... You want this guy out for the season running out a grounder he's going to be out on by six steps? I mean, seriously. You want to see him do what he did in the All-Star game, rip a, d- a double down yes. the line, he down the third baseline. And, and that's what got, that things, easier. got things started. Got the the whole major started. league average, I told you the guys this before, going first to third on a single is 42%. Sanchez does it 46% of the time. So he's an above-average base runner even. So say what you want about the guy Argue about his framing's not up to par. He's got five pass balls. That's obviously way down, but it's still five. You can say what you want about the guy. Here's the thing. Somebody even said to me, you know, maybe James McCann's in the conversation of best catcher. Ask any general manager in baseball. No, James McCann, the White Sox catcher. Ask any GM in baseball who the best catcher is and who you would want to build your team around 30 times you would hear Gary Sanchez. Yeah. It's the only other, it's foolish to argue the only catcher that people would bring up. I'm not saying pick would be Contreras from the Cubs and that's it. 
And maybe the kid Romalto, but no, but no, Romalto's is over, only, overrated. They've no, got Contreras, the talent, and Contre- they could be. Contreras and Sanchez the only, are the two best catchers in baseball. They're the only considerations that nope. would even be. If, yeah, you could okay, even. Okay, but first of all, none consider. of the catchers in the league can compare to his hitting. First, okay, Contreras and Sanchez are the two best catchers in baseball. His arm, his pop-up time, the second. I mean, the speed in which he throws the baseball. Again, you could you could say there's some flaws in the game. Overall, and Ted, right with the hitting, it's not even close. Not you would close. be dishonest if you said any other catcher would be your guy because that's stupid. He's the up game's here about and the number two hitter. Exactly. Right down here. How does it sound to have a Trevor on the Yankees? I'm sorry, what? How does it sound to have a Trevor on the Yankees? Uh, I'm not talking about me. Yeah. I'm talking about Trevor Bauer. That threw me. Because that's that threw just, me for a minute. Yeah, I got I caught him off guard. Um, that's the name that we're hearing is spicing up with the Yankees now. How do you feel about a Trevor Bauer? See, I don't think that's going to happen because the Indians made a great push right before All-Star break, and now they're only five and a half behind the Twins. But the Yankees did it a yeah. couple years uh, back. Be- which, best record of baseball for the month of remember June. Remember we talked about it with Chapman and Miller a couple years ago? The Yanks were still in the wild card run, and they just completely traded both of them away. Do you remember that? Yeah. I'm just saying that I know they're in the they're in the central and the wild card. I think, but what do you think about well, that? Here's the thing. I, I do think Cleveland you know, is playing... To try to win a division, to try to be a wild card. They got about but two weeks to figure it out. You do have to have an eye towards next season. You got to at least have these conversations. As long as you're right, in two weeks' time, you got to decide. Because Kluber's still out. But you got to start those conversations now. So those phone calls would be made now. You're reaching out to Cashman. You're trying to see what what pieces could work. I mean, Ken Rosenthal was, and you'll know when that's you'll know the when name you get that's there. that's the name that's been associated. Yeah, I saw I still saw Bumgarner. I also said, see where Marcus Stroman goes the next week or two with how he pitches and everything. That's another would name. You, out of any, I think of these, it's the same three you, names. Bow, Bauer, Stroman. I think I like Stroman because really? of the way he celebrates after strikeouts. I I don't just care about a person that. celebrating. No, I'm joking. I want to win a championship. No, you know, again, look, this is what I'm saying. You know, what am I giving up to get Marcus Stroman? If it's Clint Frazier, the answer is no. If it's Debbie Garcia, the answer is no. If it's Esteban Florial, no. If it's something else I mean, we could Rick. talk but I don't I don't I don't look if you're gonna get a guy and, and look this 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 rotation could certainly use another guy but if you're gonna get a guy and especially if it's a are guy you starting to turn your uh, view no because if it's gonna be a guy that you're gonna have under contract for next season you have to look you're gonna have seven starters well, Zach Wheeler is the other name but I think the Red Sox are gonna really push for him if you're not getting a legit ace, yeah. and I don't know how many are available I think or what Bauer, it would take think, to get I, one. I think Trevor Bauer is. But if it's not Scherzer, I don't know if Bauer is for me. I don't know if he's He's like a, a one, one B, maybe a two. Listen, when Tanaka's on, he's no, just, Tanaka's Tanaka's just as good That's as him. That's the question mark. Yes. Is when he's on. And so is yes. Paxton. Paxton could be that ace when yes. he's on. Now, we go Out of all these pitchers, though. Bauer's the one guy. Now, that, yes, we again be, look. We've here's the thing: this. the Yankees could get Trevor Bauer, and he could make twelve starts down the stretch for him and go six and six. That's true. Yeah, he. he so I'm saying, you know, if you go and get Max Scherzer, you're probably going eight and one. I'll take that so, over you, over those twelve starts. You remember what I said, though, and that would I be worth that, that so. would be worth the move. I don't know that Trevor Bauer is better than James Paxton. I don't know if he's better. I don't know if he's better the, than Tanaka. The, he's probably not. Here's the and this is what we've been talking about since we've been doing the show. 
literally what the three of us and everything is every week is the inconsistency of the Yankees pitching staff. We bashed Tanaka, and then he had a great outing. We bashed Paxton, he had a bad outing. We bashed what was it? And we said J.A. Happ, Happ was a Happ, Happ. and yeah. he gets destroyed. And then and then what was C.C. another and then, guy? Yeah, we talk about no, C.C. And then they do great. And then who was the hitter? We uh, bashed and oh uh, Hicks. Yeah, it was like yeah. two weeks ago we bashed Hicks, and in Tampa Bay he had the no tie last week. Yeah, the was last week. Yeah, two game time <laughs> home runs like back to back nights. Well, good. Let's talk crap about more guys. Who's next? Uh, let's see. Who do we, Judge? Yeah. Judge needs to have a good second half. Edwin and it'd Carnacion. be great to get him heated up. Him and, 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 and Edwin and Carnacion. I'm gonna start talking crap because this guy, if he could ever get going, man, that's just he's been inconsistent. Do you know he's got a 23 percent pop up rate? That's bad. The major league average is eight. I mean, right now he's it seems like he's just a little off. Just a little. He's at 136, four homers, seven RBI since he joined the Yankees 15 in 15 games. Uh, So 136 average. Nope. He's pressing 131. I was right. 131. <laughs> anyway, uh, he's, uh, he, he's, he's, if he can ever get a going. He's going to hit some big home runs. Okay, so. I'll the- say that. He's going to hit, some, and okay. he's going to get a chance to play in the second half. Yeah. No matter what. Well, Voice supposed to be coming so, back soon. So this is what the, po- so this is what the post says, and then we'll, I will ask the questions. Three things the Yankees have to do to win the AL East. Stay healthy, which that's obvious. Th- that's, that's ridiculous. A, number two. That's a, first of all, that's a stupid, stupid. thing to say. Because they haven't been healthy, and it hasn't mattered. No, it's no, it says, I mean, again, yeah. this this is like this is like journalism one on one. Here's what the Yankees need to do: mm-hmm. they need to go out and what is now, number two? Get a starter? No, it says fortify the bullpen. No. You're, but that was idiotic. Your, but that was your it's take, idiotic. though. Idiotic. You said again, they, it doesn't. No, you don't. What are you going to fortify no. it with? Do we need like the sixth guy you depend? Does it have to be Brad Hand? Wasn't it? Or t- or or uh, the kid Kirby from no, the Padres? No, but two weeks ago you said this you would rather see an the Yankees- all-star team. I know, but you said you would rather it see the Yankees be. get a bullpen guy than a starter. I'm just I'm at- the idea they need to fortify the sixth best bullpen in baseball is stupid. What's is th- what I'm saying. What was the third one? The third one was get Stanton back healthy. Sure. Yeah, I know. No, yeah. I'm just, no, you know what? Dig Babe up from the grave and bring him back. That would also work. That those are all stupid. Look, the the, it, the are Yankees. You we should not read the New York Post anymore. It's <laughs> just through the New York Post. Listen, garbage. Let me tell you what they need to do. They need to win. They need to get some length out of these starting pitchers. These guys look. If they're gonna go five innings. Give me a good five. Throw it, exactly. Give me a good four. I'll get you out of the fifth if we have to. I mean, who cares? The Yankees starting pitchers' records, with the exception of German, is poor. This team is They're all like five and five. It's 500. They're all five and five. But look at everybody in the bullpen except for Holder. Everybody's got winning records. That's your boy. Yeah. That's how they've gotten here. This team is championship or bust. You get me four innings out of Hat Paxton, four. Uh, Dude, Tanaka, and You're Sebastian. starting pitcher, Joe, in 2019. Give me five. Would you be it a- seems they're all struggling in the fifth Would inning. Would you be upset? Time and time again. Give me four. Or you know what? Give me Chad Green three times a week pitching the first inning. You go two through five. Then let's turn it over to Adovino and Canely Would and you- Britton and Chapman. And let's keep winning games. Would you be upset if this Yankee team, the way it is currently right now, if they didn't win a World Series. We talked about that on the roll call last night, and I got to tell you, I think Because at the beginning of the year, I, I, don't, I think you were like, I could see, there were Yankee fans like, if they don't win, it's all right. We're still built. 
this is the year they were talking about when this all this all started two in 2016. Two, three years. This is what the this is supposed to be the year. So, I think if this team's not playing for the American League Championship Series, I think you would call this a disappointing so if season. If they're not playing in the World Series, slow down. I'm saying. I would call it a disappointing season. You know how I feel about that. I think this team's got to be in the World Series, or yeah, I I, Joe, I, I think, think it would be it would be again. I I don't think it's fair to say not winning the World Series is is a major disappointment. If this team's not playing for the chance to go to the World Series, I that would be really really that's, bad. That's more of a bust than last year's team. If they don't make it to the ALCS, it's more of a bust. Then I'll say it because yeah. last year, you know how I was about last year. I said it was a bust, but the Red Sox team was destined to win. They were the best team all year. If they don't get to the ALCS, it's more of a bust from the Yankees this year. I would, agree, I would agree with that. I, I think this I don't team, think it's a disappointment. That's not a disappointment. It's a bust. Yeah. It's a busted season. If they don't, if they don't get to the ALCS, at least. I'm in the perspective of right now, the way I look at it, and it's just my opinion, that the Yankees are the best team in baseball. From, I agree. From, from top to bottom. I don't care what now, the Dodgers listen, record is. Now, they I said to Joe before the show, I still think Houston and the Dodgers have better starting pitchers. I can go up and say I'm going to put Verlander and Cole for four games in, in the seven-game series against you in the ALCS. Verlander and then if I'm playing the Dodgers, they can come Kershaw, Rayu, and Buehr. And Buehr is an ace, too. And that kid's going to be a star. He's going to end up taking Kershaw. So what did you say the other week? And, and, I'm, like, all right, and I'm, so I'm like, all right. That's, but other than that, the Yankees, I think, have the best offense in the baseball, and they have the best bullpen, and it's not even close. What did you say okay? last week? But starters get you to the bullpen. You, you get, I, I said it to Joe, too, beforehand. If it was possible, and I know it's probably not, it's because it's the, be the Nationals would probably ask for your house plus your neighbor's house. Go, if you go get Scherzer, okay, and it was a possibility, I'm okay. not speaking like everyone else on these Facebooks, and they put up like, hey, let's trade everyone Just for stop, Mike Yankee Trout. Fan. No. Stop. You sound but stupid. If, if there was a legitimate thing where it's like, all right, we're going to keep Gio for the first future, and DJ's going to end up being our third baseman because Didi's going to be our shortstop, and Glaber's going to be our second. If you're going to get rid of – and you're going to say, all right, we're going to give Andujar, maybe we'll give Florio, and we're going to give one of our pitchers, our best pitcher or second best pitcher, right? And you're telling me you can go get Scherzer – that takes the Yankees instead of being the same level. The way I look at it, that separates them that from separates everybody. That separates you above. That puts that you at the top of the mountain from the pack. Because the way I look at Scherzer, he's a dog. He's an animal. He's an alpha. And, and I'm telling you, he would he would fit into the Yankee crowd. The Yankee crowd would. It. Ha- oh, I'm trying man. to think of a Yankee pitcher, David Wells, but not the same type. But it just kind of like David come Cone. at you, David no. Cohn, fighter, Roger Clemens. Yeah, just not. Steroids. I'm telling you, it would put them over the top. I. Don't think that's going to happen. I but, know. No, it's not going to happen. No, 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 no. That's a hypothetical. It's not going to happen. But if it did, I uh, this is what I and I've said this before. There's two guys that I would trade the farm for. Really? One Scherzer, two Degrom. I would. Do we I have would, that on tape? I I would. I would. Because listen, I, I and I agree with you. Look, those guys. If you if if you picked either one it's of them se- up, it separates. And they go. They get twelve starts down the stretch here for the Yankees. Ten wins. And they're under contract like, for the next two years. Too. Ten wins, right, and you're keeping them. Then I would then I would be I'm all fine in. I'm with all it. In and for it. I would be fine with that. Plus it's a national it's national league teams. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna send these young guys I don't want them in the division. Yeah, exactly. Not for Marcus Stroman, not for Trevor Bauer. I don't want to see these guys. I don't want to see Cliff I don't Rangers. want these guys to stop me from going to a World Series the next couple of years 
because I wanted to win so bad this year. Because again, I think the Yankees starting rotation as is, if everybody's right and pitching to their capabilities, is still good enough to win the World is Series. Is good enough to win is the World Series. And I think the... can compete with the Astros, the Rays, just yeah. any team in is baseball. That, is that with... Are you saying that with a Severino? I'm or not. Cur- I'm saying where we currently sit. If Severino makes it back, then I think it's a it's another step Here's up the for thing. the you Yankees. Could, you could, and I agree with you. I know what you're thinking. You're like, Joe, it's not. But you know what? I don't. I don't it is that. because when they are when they do pitch right, and I know it's always a question mark. But I don't want to have a question hold mark. Hold on, hold on. Listen, in the game hold seven. On. You know what? Listen, you're exactly right, Ted. And here's why Trevor doesn't know what he's talking about. Go and look up. Go and look up. Go to baseballreference.com. Go look at all of the Yankee starters who are currently in the rotation. Each of those guys has spun a game of six innings with two hits or less and ten strikeouts. I know. They're as good as any staff in the league. The problem is you see the inconsistency because you follow it day to day. What's what's Trevor Bauer's record? What's Bauer's record? I can't see. I want to see. I can see that happening. But I also... What's Trevor Bauer's record? Look it up. I mean, look, we, we know Strowman's 3-9, and nine, good, good ERA. Again, I always look, say I, winners find I'm, ways to win games. Joe, I am agreeing with you that that happens. I've seen it happen with them. You want to know, you you know Bauer's record? Oh, well, is there it, it is. It's, it's, just turn around. Yeah. Just turn around. It's right there. 361-86, you know, 8-6, and six, 140. Now, I mean, listen, it's good numbers. Now, maybe... Maybe those numbers would be 10 and 4 if he's on the Yankees because the offense is much better. But here's my thing. Not not the difference not be- too much different okay, than Paxton. Here's the difference the way I look at it. And I Trevor, I agree with you. Trevor Bauer's another good arm. The difference is he's no different than Paxton and here's, Tanaka here's, when they're on. Scherzer, my, DeGrom when they're on, on here's are white out. Yes. Here's my case. Go ahead. I can see those guys doing that, a Paxton or a Tanaka, because we've seen them do it. We've seen them over time. But if it's a game seven. And it's a chance to go to the World Series against Verlander. Give me Tanaka. I need a, that performance. I, I can't have two innings pitched but, with giving up five earned runs. But it's not. And then that's it. I, that's what I'm. I, it's I can not see like Verlander, it, though, hasn't you, had bad games, though. Well, in the playoffs. Against the Yankees, I he does pretty damn well. I know he does. Against it, We've seen Tanaka be great. But we've also seen Tanaka give up, I don't know, the other day against the Red Sox, six runs. It's too, that's what I'm trying to say is that I could see we've seen Tanaka at his best, but we've seen Tanaka at its worst. I trust Justin Verlander more than I do James Paxton or a um Tanaka. And here's the problem: there's going to be no Verlander. But do you trust? Do you trust Trevor Bauer? No, I do not either. Then, then you answered my if question. I, I, and neither do I trust Strowman because no, he's never I, been in the playoffs. But no, that's what I'm trying to say. If you go after like a Scherzer or Degrom. Then the here's the here's the odds. I agree. You're talking about that extra caliber. You're talking about guys like Kershaw. Yes. When you're talking about those guys, I would give you anything. Bowers is for one of those guys. I don't trust the one guy though. I would trust, even though he's not. Is Bumgarner only because he's postseason record is only only because he's been now. Here's the problem: Bauer and Strowman are better guys. They are just better guys right now, and they're at their age limit and where they are in their career. But with Bumgarner, can Bumgarner give me five strong innings in Game Four of the of Yankee Stadium? I or at Fenway? I greatly value playoff experience. Yes, I often think it's huge. I often feel like a team that loses a wild card this year 
is a team that's going to win a division and maybe uh, a divisional series the next year. You you build off of those kinds of experience. Your first time, I mean, we talked about Severino against the Twins a couple years ago. His first is literally, he had never been in a playoff game at any level of baseball in his life. He said he was psyched out. Oh, yeah. And can you, you're at Yankee Stadium in a, an elimination game. That place was balls. There's, there's no more pressure yeah. in sports than that venue, and, and he buckled. That's fine. So experience is important. That's why Paxton I worry about because he hasn't been there. But but other guys have. Jay Happ has. Last year with experience, went into Fenway and didn't pitch well. No, absolutely. You're 100% so, right. I like Bumgarner. Bumgarner's kind of like Happ. I mean, he's a younger version you know, of Happ. If we had. But he's not the 20. He's not the. The guy that had the playoff experience was not a the same good guy. pitcher. Let me, let me be honest. This guy, five years later. If you get. If. if Bumgarner and Tanaka where you went to in the postseason, I like that because I know Tanaka is good in the postseason as well. We've seen him be dominant, and we know what Bumgarner. And then I think, we know what Bumgarner. And I think with Joe's thing, Bumgarner's Domingo like Domingo Herman goes to the bullpen. He becomes your long relief with Green, and Bumgarner's you play them like other a, night. You say, Tanaka, give me four innings. Yeah. I'm going to bring in Herman for no, five, six, Tanaka and five you, six, and seven Tanaka maybe. Tanaka give you six strong in the postseason. No, right? I want him to give me four or or maybe five and one-third innings solid. I bring Herman in for two innings, and then I go out of Vino, Britain, and Chapman the next night. I come in about with, Tommy K. Then the next Belanca, time I go Bumgarner, I say, yeah. that's no, Tomorrow night, Canely pitches. And with, Patanz, I mean, with Patanzas. You could we, – we talked about this, a, a way where they could – Use these guys and piece games together, and I'm telling you, when you get to the postseason, that's been sort of that, and that's what Cleveland did in 2016. There's no reason the Yankees, assuming they can win 100 games, win that division, why they can't employ openers and and bringing guys in at weird times. All bets are off in the postseason. I think that what the Yankees currently have on their team in the rotation and in the bullpen is enough. To get you four wins in a seven-game series. They got six. If you what? think if they get Patances back, they have six light, What's the lights out guys. What's and the, again, where do you put Patances if he does you come back? You can put him in an opener. Who, well, someone's got to get dropped. What, He'd be perfect. What about, what do you think the percentages they did, like, drop the bombshell and go after no one. Scherzer? Not even close. Here's, here's the thing. Brian you Cashman. give it a 1% chance? Brian, uh, I'll give it a 1% chance. give everything a 1% chance. I'll give it a 1% okay, chance. How about a 5% chance? That's a little crazy. I'll give wow. you one because I think it's. It's, realistic? It is realistic because of who he is, and, and, and the cost would be great. I think the Yankees still have enough talent in the farm system that they, they could offer a package that would be acceptable. If they, if, for who? For, for, oh, for the Nationals. Oh, if, oh, sure, yeah, 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 but if the Nationals come back and say, we want Torres, nope, see you later. I don't, don't think back. the Mets are going right. to yeah, the trade Zach Wheeler to the Yankees because they're not going to want to see one of their guy, young guys succeed in, right. in, in, yeah. your, in, the, in the stepbrother's so, neighborhood. I want to close out with this. Uh, I was going to ask you. Go ahead. Before no, you sorry. close out, I was just going to say, what's our overall expression for the second half? I know we talked about this next week. I expect the Yankees to be win the division, no consistent number one seed, that consistent that they've been throughout the year offensively, clutch hitting, runners in scoring position. I expect Gary Sanchez, Mike Trout to, to win find, MVP. <laughs> I expect Gary Sanchez to pull off forty home runs, and Ted's going to be owing somebody. A <laughs> nice That's fine because I hope we go to that pizza house and, and we go eat the and chicken parts together. And I still expect DJ LeMahieu to win MVP. You're I'm opening the second half with Toronto, Tampa, Boston. Are they home or I away? Mean, no, the first home? 10, they're home. First 10, right? they're home. First 10, wow. they're home. They're playing tonight. There's a nice. lot of division games. Is Strowman pitching Right at all? off the bat. I got to look yeah, at Yeah, this Stroman. weekend he is. I want to see if Strowman's pitching. If the Yankees 
take advantage when all of these series to start then smooth sailing. Yeah, because the, we said the end of July going into August, the Yankees play the Red Sox eight out of the ten games. Yep. So there's four, two against Arizona, and then four more against the Red Sox. And that realistically, that'll that'll pretty much solidify the division. Because They'll either let Tampa and Boston back in it, or at that point, it'll be so I just we'll, don't, we'll be out in a way. You said it last week. If they play 500 baseball, there's no way they're going to – there's no way they're going to give Ramon's up the division. 500 baseball gets the Yankees to 94 wins. So if they play six games over now, 500, they're at a 100 wins. Ramon's pitching. Now we play, uh, now I'll he- take it. Now here's the question. Well, we'll talk about it, I guess. You play for the one seed. You always <laughs> play for the one seed. Oh, absolutely. Are you kidding me? Yeah, of course. You don't want to be playing. You want to be the number one team. I think well, the Yankees. Well, no, I'm thinking last. Yeah. I think the Yankees more than any team in baseball understands the value of not being home. the wild card. Yeah. Uh, they, you want, they, no, no, I'm not thinking. Wild, I'm not thinking wild card, but I don't think this year for the first time. You in a while, want, Yankees don't fear the Red Sox. You in the want race. Game Seven in Yankee Stadium. You don't want it in Houston, and you sure as hell don't want it in Boston. Yeah, because I bet in t- yeah. two years. I mean, ago, Minnesota, that's different, or Tampa, that's fine. But you don't want it in Boston. Two years ago, if Game Seven was at Yankee Stadium, the Yankees win and they go to the World Series. Hell, yeah. I'll take it. I'll take it with Cleveland too. I'll go if, they, if we have to go to Cleveland. I'm just teams that have a chance. Last thing, do you think the Yankees are just? I don't know what they're doing with Severino. Do you think they should just pull the plug now with him getting? It's postponed another six weeks now. Well, like six, are we just? Why are we? Just, I think they should just put him in surgery instead of putting him in surgery. In like in like Except October, put, I'll put him in surgery in August. No, but and then miss almost half of the year next year. So if here, it's a serious shoulder injury, here's I'm gonna I'm gonna speculate a hundred percent here. I think Severino is not coming back this season. I've been saying I don't think he and is. He's not I back. think the reason why the Yankees continue six four more weeks. Six the reason weeks. why they're continuing to act like he might be is because if he's not coming back. All of a sudden, if I'm another GM, I feel like you're a little more desperate. And I could probably ask you for a little bit more. If he's coming back... Just read the first sentence. Then you're probably a little bit cooler about everything. He's still not close. So he needs six more weeks before he'll even be ready to game action. So I, I by then, see, by rather, then, it's in middle of August. There's no way my, he'll be ready. Here's my thing. I'd rather see them or ha- have him go into surgery... Then to continue because we're talented enough. Trevor, to he might not need surgery. He just might need rest and rehab. And How just, much more rest do you need? So been out for the Trevor, you don't you don't yeah. you don't do a surgery on a latch strain. What if it's more than that? What what if the Yankees aren't telling us fully everything? Then they would be fined and they'd be in big trouble. But let's say well, they that got they the money. let's say that they, they are doing the what you're saying. Maybe he's already had surgery. I, I'm but they're you, talented I, enough. They're still talented enough I to think, win without him. I they think the reason enough. that they keep sort of baiting he's coming back and then keep pushing it back is because he's not. And I really do think it. You're, that means your ace is out for the year, which means you definitely need another ace. And teams and know that. Yes. So it's, as long as I can keep up the illusion he's coming back, I don't seem so desperate. Things seem like they're, they'll just be fine. I th- I think it's a little bit of gamesmanship on Cashman's part. I think the Yankees should start having this all-in approach like the NBA teams. Yeah. All-in approaches. What do you think these NBA teams are doing? Kawhi Leonard, Clippers. But you need superstars to win. You don't need Max Scherzer is a superstar. All-in. I'd go for that. I would. All-in, bro. You want to win a championship? You gotta make. I would just like to know what. I would just like to know what would be a realistic trade for Serger. Yeah, I mean, I'm like, I'm being dead honest. I like, told you anything that. Well, if, so, if they mentioned Torres's name, Louis Sessa is not in the deal. No, no I know. We all no. agree on that. But, no, yeah, I'm, that's yeah. a joke. 
I think it would take a Devin Holder. It would take Debbie Garcia, Clint Frazier, Dario Estrada. How about Florio? Um, they don't I need think, outfielders. I was gonna say I would I, think I too. Think it would either be I want Frazier or Florio. You wouldn't. You're not gonna. You, you don't want. What would you get both? You know what I mean? There, there's. Yeah, um, yeah and you would rather have Frazier because you know what he's already gonna be done. Right. And you team him up with Soto. Want yeah. Soto? Oh, that'd be pretty great. And then who's their center fielder? Um, it used to be. I, I don't want. I don't. Go, I don't really I forget. I, uh, oh yeah, used to yeah, be yeah, Ian. yeah. Um, but they Adam got some. Ian they got some good players. Adam Trey Turner. They have. Yeah. You know, I mean, they got some players there, and they're still in contention. That's here's why the thing. I don't see them. And here's the thing: you still got Patrick Corbin. You still have Strasburg. You have to go all in, and you're gonna probably give up draft picks. The only other trade I, I, I would, I do consider a possibility, and it's almost some people will kind of laugh it off, but. Uh, Louis Castillo yes, from Cincinnati. Yes, yes, I would agree with you. I don't think it'll because, happen because he's young and they no, the Reds got to build something. If it's him and Frazier, him for Frazier, they're both under club control for a long time since he's going nowhere. I know they haven't developed starting pitching, so you kind of want to hang on to that. But They're if, still in the running for the NL Central. If you're going to trade a need yeah, for a need, their pitching stinks, but their outfield production is pretty yeah, poor. Yeah, but when you too. want to keep a young ace over an a, a hitter, but what if can... what if I threw? Uh, You're gonna have to throw a pitcher in there. I would, and I would, and I uh, look Louis Sessa. Louis Sessa, they can have to and John, Sessa. And John, and Jonathan Holder and Holder, take them both. <laughs> no, I mean, again, it's not going to be Debbie Garcia. He's the kind of the crown jewel, but maybe a Michael Kane. Hey, I tell you, can I ask you a quick question? Yeah. And Me I'm asking, or him? No, I'm asking, both, I'm asking about. both of you. Yeah, well, because I, he's up. I'm speaking for both of because us. Because yes. he's up for free agency. Would you trade Batances with the Frazier deal, knowing you already have bullpen guys and they don't have any bullpen? They don't have any bullpen. That's their, that's their biggest See, I don't decision. Want to take a chance they Batance, don't have bullpen. You can use a Batance for an opener if you wanted to. No, I know, but you have six other, five other guys. You oh pick man! The, if they nah. say so, Batances for who? Just Castillo? No. So it, this is what I'm thinking. This is a realistic thing. That's smart. Miguel and Duar. Clint Frazier and Batances for Scherzer, and maybe you have to throw in Estrada. Sign me, sign me up. Ah, uh, keep it, keep. He's not gonna four, play. Don't give me four for one. He's not going don't to play. Don't give me play. four for That's one. That's good. Trev, I like the three for one. They gave up six players for Man- for Anthony Davis. Three- it's gonna be four for one, maybe five, maybe some international draft pool I'm money. Thinking, I'm I just mean- thinking he's gonna be a free agent. And he's gonna want to get paid. The Nationals say, you know what? We haven't had a closer. We haven't had anyone since Papelbon. We can't close games out. If we get, put him in the ninth, at least we have a closer. We that's still a real, have, that's a and we still have two starters. I think, and I think Batances, too, had to look at them signing Britain and but realize. But he'd have to come back and play. I am. He's the odd man out. I'm the odd man out here. But he also has to come back and that's perform real, in the next two weeks. That's a realistic trade. Got to go all in sometimes. And I don't think it look is. Look at these NBA teams. You want to win a championship? All in approach. It doesn't help that he's hurt, though. They're not going to trade for a guy that's No, I hurt. know. That's true. And you can't. But you got to go all in. You want to win a World Series? Sometimes you got to go all I think in. The, I think the Mets should trade all their all their names and build for the future. Trade a Syndergaard to Grom and go get the house. They should. You build with the kid McNeil. You build with the kid Alonzo. You got some other young talent. You still got some young pitchers. They definitely should give up Zach Wheeler. Too smart for the Mets. I know. That's Too true. smart. They, you, they never do the smart thing. Who do you think wins the uh, batting title? Is it more likely McNeil or is it LeMahieu? I think LeMahieu will. I think I, it's I McNeil. Do. I, the, I think this kid's a much uh, – uh, uh, here's the thing about McNeil. The league's going to figure him out a little bit. You're going to see a dip in the second half. I, I, it would be there, – there's a reason rookies don't generally win MVPs and, and batting titles, and, and that's I, a reason. Hey, Alonzo's going to have a tough time winning rookie of the year. 
Fernando Tatis and the kid for the Plays for the Braves. I uh, I saw it on the paper. I forget. Last name starts with an M. Oh, Riley? No. Austin Riley? Muscal or something. He's one of the Braves kids. He might be the pitcher. He pitched in the – We should ask that. But, no, I mean, Alonzo's going to have a tough time winning – the, uh, well, they just won the, the they won their World Series. They won something. We didn't year. talk I mean, about it, but I know we should talk about it soon. The juice balls. I yeah, think we'll, it's great we'll talk, for baseball. We talk, we'll talk about Opinion. it. I hate it, and it's not right. We'll talk about it next I week. You just said you liked it's it. It's only continuing. I thought you said you continue. liked it for baseball. No. The Mets won the World Series yeah. on Tuesday. Joe wants to watch. Oh, well, Monday night. <laughs> Joe wants to watch 2-1. The Mets won something on I'm Monday. Like, Joe, like pitching. Can I tell you something? I watched the whole Yankee game in London against the Red Sox because the game was interesting. I would not watch the five-hour game if it was 2-1. Well, and that's why I know the balls were definitely juiced because they didn't want to give these, like, people sitting there drinking their tea and crumpets and like, well, this is boring. There hasn't been a hit in four innings. They wouldn't have enjoyed it. So they they sent extra juiced balls for those games. Like the bongo balls used to buy as a kid. 97 mile an hour was the average exit velocity on all balls hit that series. That's ridiculous. Sounds good to me. Let's hope the Yanks start off hot with the three-game sweep of the Toronto Blue Jays. It won't happen. Their starters in this series average an ERA about five and a half. All in all, Yankees, go all in. Take a chance. Be risky. Ain't going to lose a job. You want to win a title. That's what it's about this year for the Yankees. Nothing but a title. That's what the mantra should be for the Yankees here on out. Ladies and gentlemen... We are signing off, Joe, as always. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Thank you. And hey, listen, if you missed some of the stuff, Joe oh, also yeah. has his own podcast, a roll call, Joe, if you want to. Yeah, you know what? You should visit clovercrestmedia.com. You find the roll call. Obviously, keys to the cities on there. We got Fenway fodder for the Red Sox fans. In stores now. MMA. You got an we got MMA? MMA, man. Dude, there's. Uh, going on? Got a lot of good quality sports programming, so make sure you check it out. You can also find my Medium blog there. We got a whole bunch of people doing something right, and the Keys Brothers are going to be doing something right about the New York Giants this so fall. We can't get um, training excited camp, about training that. Tickets are already sold out. Damn. Well, we, if we you didn't out. get to see today's show, don't worry. You'll be able to see it later on tonight. It'll be on YouTube. Post. It'll be YouTube. We are coming out with our YouTube channel, so stay tuned for that for people that missed it. Ladies and gentlemen, have a wonderful weekend. We'll be back. Next week. Keys to the City from All Noise Radio. We are out. Yeah. Keys to the City, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness. In the making, double up on facts we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying, what we saying, prime information. Facts, keys to the city. We are locking the statements. Streaming every Friday.